The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone great. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Dot Commer on WEEI.com. Yes, Christmas week podcast and a big game for the Patriots Sunday afternoon against the Bills. I, I call it the AFC East title game. Yeah, I mean, for it is essentially I mean certainly if the Patriots win and the Dolphins lose it's a true hat and t-shirt game um but just forget the details of the little spreadsheet that the NFL sends out like Bill's Patriots like last year's division winner the division winner for the last eight million years and you beat them in Buffalo I mean this is a massive game for the Bills like I think this is a bigger game for the Bills than the Patriots no question not just division title this year record i think big mcdermott and uh and allen yeah yep like what are we doing here who are we what are we invested in like all of those things probably shouldn't hinge on this game but could hinge on this game and just if you going into this year you're the bills you're like oh rookie quarterback like they're you know not right there a couple years away then all of a sudden mac jones wins the afc east in their first year and the patriots are still kind of building you're like wait a minute Like, what are we doing? So, right. And, you know, you have the excuse of you played a weird weather game last time. Now, I mean, if anything, I know both teams, we'll get into it, have some COVID concerns, questions, limitations. um, But it looks like weather-wise, it's going to be just a normal kind of December game. There might be some precipitation in the morning, but 
30s, normal win, so you can run your offense, you know. And You're not limited in any fashion. Well, not by the weather, not by the right. weather. Personnel may limit some things. So I, I think, I mean, this is where you and I, we, we talk about these things like how you started the year. Well, the team to beat in the AFC East was the Bills, no question. Maybe one of the teams to beat in football in the AFC, and now they're chasing the Patriots. This is this is their chance to step up and reassert themselves as a, a Super Bowl contender. And I guess if you're of the belief the Patriots took a step back last week and became pretenders, not contenders, but I'm not that. Like I actually think if the Patriots lose this game and it's just a good game, like the Bills are better. You know, the Bills win 31-24 or something. They get a touch. They throw the ball, blah, blah, blah. That won't tell me, oh, no, the Patriots can't go to the Super Bowl. It will tell me the Bills can go to the Super Bowl. The Bills are not a broken football team. You know me. I think I think there's a chance they're broken. I'll be interested to see how this game plays out. I think there's a chance. I said it at the time, like, we've already begun the end of the Sean McDermott era and his whole thing. Like, oh, no, I wasn't talking about Bill when I said Bill post-game. That was ridiculous. Like, just own it. I was going like, to say, if you're going to do it, it's own it. It already happened. You said it. You can't take right. it back. Don't don't backtrack. Just own it. You'd look better. You can't look. You look worse now. And you know me. I actually think he was right. I don't think that was a Bill Belichick game. Like, I think the Patriots offensive and defensive lines, the fronts, the fat bodies won that game. Bill, I mean, everybody wanted to call him a genius because he ran the ball in, you know, 50-mile-an-hour wins. I guess that's genius these days in the NFL. So We talked about it after um, the game. Could you imagine if they would have lost that game? Bill would have gotten chastised for only throwing right. the ball three times. Right, right. So – but you can't say, let's not talk about Bill Belichick, but, and then say, oh, I wasn't talking about Bill. Like, you said his name and you tied it to it. Like, that was, that was, you know, don't pee on me and tell me it's raining kind of time for Sean McDermott. But I understand he's trying to, I mean, in some ways, I guess he was doing, the difference being it was on the record. Bill did the same thing with, with Josh Allen. Like, you had the comments from last year, he's not an MVP candidate, he's not this, I'm not into the craze. Now, the difference is Bill thought those were off the record, didn't know those were going to be public. McDermott was doing a press conference. He knew his comments were public, but, but then both guys have to then, Bill says, oh, yeah, Josh Allen's incredible, the development we've seen from him. He's so good and blah, blah, blah. Um, but let's get into, because I think this game is hingent. That's a word I made up in my PU days, hingent upon. Um, like personnel is, is going to be an issue in this game. And we are... I know we don't usually do this, but we'll tell you we are midday on Thursday recording this podcast because I think illness, COVID, timeliness, you need to know what we're talking about. Right. Um, so Ramondre Stevenson missed practice with illness. Matthew Slater was at practice limited with illness, not COVID, illness, what we've talked about. You know, illnesses are going around. Right. That is something to keep an eye on for those two guys. Certainly, no disrespect to Matthew Slater, the now 10-time Pro Bowler or whatever he is, but... Stevenson's I, a little bit more important in this game. Especially, and I don't know what you thought, Damian Harris was practicing, Damian Harris was, like, bouncing around, but I couldn't tell if he had a, like... To me, it looked like he was limping on the run that the camera guys posted on the on Twitter. Um, either way, I don't had, have a lot of faith. He had a... Um, uh, like, he yelled, like, to show extra energy. I don't know if that was, like putting on a show for the cameras like i it was it was kind of strange remember when gronk and edelman high five during stretching and it yeah. looked a lot like a freaking show for the media 
this looked like a little bit of a show for the media to me with Harris. So I, I don't have a lot of faith that Damian Harris is ready to go out there and carry the ball 23, 25 times. Um, whether that's the game plan or not, I, I'm not predicting. I'm just saying, I don't know that that's available. And if Stevenson is sick and he's limited or not available, like that's a big part of the offense, especially, and not just because you ran it 46 times last time. I'm just saying like, that's your offense. We know they want to run the ball. Um, and then you get to the receiver position, Aguilar missed practice with a concussion, not surprising. Nope. Born is in the COVID protocols list. Harry has a hip injury, not a head injury that everybody thought he was going to have, um, which proves to me that I was right, that it was a glancing blow from Sendejo and not a yep. massive helmet helmet targeting blow. Um, but at receiver and running back, it feels like there's a lot of questions right now. Yeah, absolutely. And then other side of the ball uh, are the field. Cole Beasley will not be playing for sure because he's unvaccinated and tested positive for COVID. So he will be unavailable. Um, so that he's a good slot guy. I'm not saying he's their entire passing game, but he's a, he's their number three ish receiver, two, three receiver. Right. And they have Emmanuel Sanders who's limited. Uh, yep. Yep. It may or may not play. They do have their guy. Uh, well, should say for now, unless COVID contact, whatever issues come up for them. Um, but that could be an issue for both teams. I mean, when you have wide receivers, they interact with the whole offense, both teams, whatever. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But I think I think both teams are going to have to throw the ball. Like, I think you have to throw the football. I don't, I don't feel Bills like the Patriots, for sure, but the Patriots, I don't think they want to. I'm not sure if they want to, but – are they willing to have a run-heavy game plan if the run-heavy game plan has to include Bolden and or J.J. Taylor? If your line performs like it should, yeah, I do. I don't like Especially that going against Buffalo's run defense that isn't – it's not as great as its pass defense. Right, but you're also going against the Bills' offense that could be putting up points because it's not a hurricane. That is true, too. So, majors like, do not want to get in a shootout. No, which, again, there's two arguments there. I mean – the old school, you know, some teams against Brady, Brady's Patriots, run the ball, keep Brady on the sideline, keep the offense. Maybe the Patriots can and want to do that, and maybe they'll run it another 35 times with a with a game plan like that. That puts a lot of pressure on, A, the offensive line, B, Mac in terms of somewhere in there, you're probably on third down, so you got to make sure you're converting on third down, probably a few complimentary passes, um, and to potentially – I don't know what the wide receivers – I mean, Jacoby Myers should be out there. That's your guy. That's good. Yep. But if Aguilar and Bourne aren't out there, is it Myers, Harry, and I guess Gunner. both tight ends? Gunner? I don't want any part of Gunner. Like, no well, offense to Gunner. Yeah, I would, honestly, if, if that if those guys missed the games, I bet Christian Wilkerson would be ahead of Gunner on the depth chart. He should be. And I, I would probably even, like I said, have the two tight – like, Jonu Smith becomes – more of a slot receiver for that yeah. day. Um, and I know, you know, I'm biased and I'm still looking for the John o. Smith breakout game that may or may not ever come. Still coming. His teammates, his teammates have been telling him. he got three so. more chances. <laughs> so he got a 33% chance that this is the, the John o. Smith breakout game. Um, but I do think this is an interesting offensive, um, not just game plan execution personnel, but sort of the, these head games we're talking about, like who's going to try to do what, like we've talked about, like I thought they were going to try to spread them out in Indy and throw the football. And that never came to fruition. Now, 
along those lines, I did want to um, delve into uh, yesterday afternoon on WEI, we talked to Rodney Harrison, who quite um, flippantly just said, Mac hit the rookie wall and he's overwhelmed, basically. Right. But he said it was such, like, it was so obvious. Like, like conviction. We yeah, all know like, that. like, but yeah, exactly. Like, he's, he didn't realize he was saying anything that hasn't been said before, like, that was semi controversial. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's, he's not a media member. He is, but he isn't. He's ex player, hot rod. Like sometimes you listen to him and it feels like he's still in the locker room talking Patriots. Like there's a lot of times he says like we too. Yes. So people were calling me a drama queen for this interpretation. But if Rodney, the ex player, the guy who still feels like he's got a 37 Jersey on under his suit and tie. If he's so emphatically is like, Oh yeah, he hit the rookie wall. He's overwhelmed. He's letting you know he's overwhelmed. (laughs) Is there any chance a that it's true? but also be that some of his teammates see that, feel that, think that like, let's just say Devin McCourty, Devin McCourty is, or is Rodney Harrison, like decade long safety, great player, been around a lot, knows what's going on, leader, blah, blah, blah. Is there any chance Rod, uh, Devin McCourty, who, by the way, what was that? Like a month ago said, yeah, I don't even think about Mac anymore. He's our quarterback. He does. Ah, maybe he's reassessing that. Maybe he's like, huh. Looks like the season's getting long for young number 10 over there. I just, the way Rodney said it, I thought was really, really interesting. I don't really buy into it. I don't know if that's just me, but I, 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 don't, I don't know where that came from. Like, I just, yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen evidence. If you want to base it on the Colts game, I think it was just one bad half, which really yeah. just wasn't really as bad as I think people are saying it was. Yeah, he made two bad throws. But the offensive line was terrible. He didn't have time to throw. Like he was, he was, his head was, he was speeding up, you know, in the pocket. Like, yeah, I think it was just a bad half. And then like, it just seems weird from Rodney. I don't buy into it. Well, I will say Rodney in his media career has been at times like bombastic and reactionary and kind of, um, kind of like me. Over the <laughs> to top. To be honest. Sometimes. Like, I think he believes it, yeah. but I think he gets caught up in recency bias and reaction and over the top and like kind of gets, gets ahead of himself. Yeah. That energy that he had as a player probably has some of that similar, just kind yeah. of bubbling. Um, and you, I will say, I don't think Mac was terrible in Indy. Like the whole team was bad in the first He wasn't half. good, but he wasn't like the worst. And he wasn't like, like, you're not saying, Oh my God, he cost us the game. And I think, the, the pick to Leonard in the red zone, I think happens. Now, the pick to Okereke was horrific. Late read, late decision, slow throw. Like, that was doomed from the second the yep. play started. That was a really bad play. That was a rookie play, I thought. That yep. was a, oh, my God, kind of play. But to throw a pick to Darius Leonard in the red zone, things yeah, get a bad tight. time for it, but those happen to every quarterback. Right. Yeah. So in some sense, I'm on your side, but I do just, um, I just put some stock in Rodney's observation. I also will football. say too, like just not only last week against the Colts, like he's had some plays that could have been intercepted that weren't. Like oh, definitely. I think he's gotten lucky in a, not a lot, but a decent amount. Like I would say there's a throw, right. At least one throw a game that could have been picked that hasn't. And he's also had a few times 
where the pressure has gotten to him or he's even some of his sacks he kind of freaks out and just like takes a 12 yard loss where what do you I feel think of like- his pocket presence that was a topic i was in on the uh, greg hill show with curtis and raycroft this morning and that was a, a topic um good not great i mean like, I, I think developmental i said it's getting better and like it's he's never going to be patrick mahomes or aaron Rodgers. like i think Earlier in the year, he had bad pocket awareness, and those led to strip sacks and sacks. Now he's not losing the ball. He's not putting the ball on the ground. Yeah, there's some sacks here or there, but I think by and large, he's improving in that area. Like People want him to be like something that he's not, I think. I think he's gotten better. I don't think he freaks out as much. I think the next step is instead of taking the 8, 10, 12-yard sack, throw the ball away. Like. Mm be comfortable a half a second earlier, which is get the ball out of bounds at the line of scrimmage. Like, I think, I think there's still a lot of room for growth in that area, but again, not surprising does what he doesn't have is the athleticism. We knew that that was held against him coming out. And that's when those guys use their athletic, when they freak out, when they like, when it's getting real, they move, they can move. He can't, he turtles and goes into a pile, which I think is actually, good it's a development it's not take it's take care of the football but now the next step is don't lose those yards and I think that will come and he's also getting compared to Brady where he's been in the league so long that he has that you know awareness to step up when he needs to but that comes with 20 years of experience you can't expect Mac Jones to just do that right away and I think it's another example of him being compared to Brady in an unfair way right I think it'll come with a year's experience, two years experience, 18 months experience, 30 games experience, whatever it is. Um, I, I think that will come. And you're right. Or like, so you're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time. He's going to be compared to because he's the last Patriots pocket passer. Forget cam. And two years ago, Josh McDaniels, when asked what Brady's greatest strengths are is he doesn't get sacked and he doesn't turn it over. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was the greatest strength of the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. And now Mac has to follow in that. So, yeah, I think it's developmental, but um, so bringing it back to the Bills game, do you think he's ready to go out there and throw it? Because what's the number? 30, 30 plus times? 30, 36 or more, 0 and 4. Okay. Is he ready to throw it 36 times and win? No, especially not with who he has at receiver this week. Oh, took a negative spin there. Sorry. I, uh, I, not. Like I, I, if, if the game is played like in the close to the 30s, they don't win. That's my take. You're probably right. You're probably right. And I, this is a game that has people shook a little bit. I know I did four hours of radio Fitzy yesterday. Fitzy very much thinks the bills could win. He thinks this is a tough spot for the, I do too. I think, I think either way it's going to be one possession game. Um, Like I don't see either team blowing each other out. I don't. We actually talked about that, that that was very limited. I think it's slightly more possible for the bills to blow the Patriots out than the Patriots to blow the bills out. The only way I could see that scenario though is if the Patriots get up like ten nothing and Buffalo's like holy sh- holy crap like they're they're doing this to us again like we're not going to win the division like that's yeah. where I could see it. If if the Bills are mentally broken, if their spirit has been broken, then yes, that's possible that they just pack it in. Um, but I don't think so. I think if anything, they're frothing at the mouth now. Again, that only gets you so far. That gets you till you punt, till you give up a touchdown, till you make a dumb mistake. Right. And it's like, right. oh boy. Yeah, we wanted to prove something to them, but doesn't feel like we're proving anything to them kind of mentality sets in. Um, so what what are the aspects of this game that maybe we haven't touched on? We've touched on personnel, COVID. We've touched on 
running game versus pass? Like, what do you other wild card factors or things? Tom McDermott being an idiot on game day once again. So I'm going to take if I set the line at 0.5 for um, bad losing his cool challenges from Sean McDermott, I'll take the over. Yes. Yes. Because. I feel like he always does that. He's going to get, it's going to be cold enough. He'll be red in the face. He'll have a hat on. He'll be yelling at the officials. He'll be opening dry. Yeah. Like, yes, that's, that's going to happen. So in some ways, I think he and his team have to overcome that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I've seen a lot of Brian Dable um, criticisms and like, certainly the bloom is off him. He's not the, the everybody doesn't love him like they did last year for Dable. Kind of like they don't love Josh Allen like they did last year or as much as last year. Oh, I've I, seen have, a lot of, I have a keep going, but I have a, a thing we didn't talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, I've seen like Orlovsky kind of talking about, you know, the various things they do wrong and they need to have Josh Allen under center this game, boot passes, do some different things. Um, I, I, I put it on one simple thing. Like, yeah, your coach may stink. You know what? Aaron Rodgers has had a bad coach. Like, if you are top five quarterback, if you are MVP candidate Josh Allen, it's on Josh Allen. This is a Josh Allen game, in my opinion, more than Sean McDermott. This is run, pass, sling it, use digs, whoever you have at your disposal. So I I know that's overly simplistic, but I think Josh Allen has to um, add to his legacy for this in this game. Now, what do you got? Along the same lines with Josh Allen, I thought it was interesting that he was barely used as a runner in the Monday night game, but then the following week against Tampa was their leading rusher and they were using him a great, great deal. I could yep. see them using him more as a runner this week against the Patriots. I think they're vulnerable. If you spread him out and then I think run the run off of that, I think they could do some damage against the Patriots defense. Yeah, they um, Orlovsky talked a lot about that too. He, he thinks they need to spread the Patriots out and run at them. You and they did. It's funny. Last week they had Singletary, I think 22 carries and they don't do that. They don't give one back carries like, yeah. and I don't know if that was well, part of the game. I think part of that was saving Allen because he got killed the week before saving Allen. But I also think some of it might've been hey Patriots. We can do like just planting the seed that we can I run do. the ball. I think that's a way to attack the Patriots defense of late. Try to do oh, that. I would make the Patriots prove to me that they can stop the run. I like that is, I think that's their most consistent weakness all year long. We've had, you know, offensive line, we've had ups and downs, penalties, ups and downs. Like the, the run defense, either for portions of games, like the Cleveland game or from game to game, like Tennessee, this, you know, last week, I think they're susceptible. I would definitely try to run the ball if I were the Buffalo Bills, because especially if, if the Patriots are going to run the ball, because you should have confidence that you can score in a hurry if you need to more than the Patriots can score in a hurry if they need to. So you should have confidence that, okay, we tried running the ball. We punted. That's okay. Let them run the ball. They can punt too. So yeah, I think they need to run the football as well. I agree. All right. Uh, we'll wrap this up. Give us your pick. Um, this is a tough one for me because tough for me too. A I'm intrigued. I think this is a fun game, fun matchup. The coaches, the stories, the emotions, the division. There's a lot of, you know, Steve Buckley-like theater here, layers to this onion. Um, And I like games like that. And I'm riding like the reactionary roller coaster. Like I thought the Patriots were going to kick the snot out of the Colts. I thought Bill wanted to prove a point, shred them. 
and nothing close to that happened. But I'm also like, well, don't have all your stupid penalties. Don't give away 10 points on special teams. And these games will play out much differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think these two teams are pretty close. And usually close teams split the series, not necessarily road homes flip. Right. Okay. Give me the bills. 27, 20, 27, 20 bills. Yeah. I kind of have the same thoughts, just kind of like that. They usually split and the bills kind of showed me something in that second half against Tampa. Like we crushed them for after the game on, on that Monday night. And then they got down and they fought back and I know they didn't win, but they showed me something. Yeah. Bills 30 to 27. We could regret that in the first quarter, you know, and say, oh, these bills blow. They don't even want right. to be like, – they're soft. They're this. They're that. Um, we did just – I want to throw this out there. I put no credence in it. But Tyler Devitt, the producer in the uh, afternoon for the Merloni and Fortier show, Googled some website that gives quarter-by-quarter quarter NFL weather predictions. And this NFL – it's like literally like NFLweather.com or something. Never heard of it. I think it's stupid. I think it's a bunch of bunk. But I'm throwing oh, it out yeah. there anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, because weather.com sucks too. I think they're wrong all the time. So, um, and there was a prediction that this could be a fog game, that there could be significant visibility and fog issues. Just throwing it out there. If there is, I think that hurts the Bills more than the Patriots because of the passing game, whatever. More likely it's not. More likely both teams can throw. And you're right. I'm going with the Bills to win 27 20. All right, I'll, I'll be looking for the fog. What quarter was that? <laughs> I believe the second quarter. First quarter was okay. Second quarter, fog hits. And then it'll clear it the half. All right. I'm ready. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. Just throwing it out there. All right. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to everybody. For This is the holiday season, so this is the time to thank everybody. We really, yes, pre- really appreciate it. We have a loyal following. We see your tweets. We see your reactions. Uh, we see the downloads, which are good. They're they're growing. Yes, uh, we we appreciate your support we have a i think a loyal following i told ryan the other day we had a little technical snafu with the last posting and immediately we got tweets and texts to our station's text line on air saying what happened to the off day podcast it's only 30 seconds and that you know i don't take that as criticism i take that as we have people that want to listen that are subscribing that are there like right away wanting the podcast and i truly appreciate that it continues to grow and quite frankly, people are noticing. We're hearing some people that are noticing, oh, the numbers are good on the podcast. So appreciate it. You know, rate us, do your thing, use the Odyssey app. We appreciate if you use that too. But um, thank you for a very good year and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll talk to you uh, Monday morning. Uh, yeah, I don't know, actually. <laughs> you, you have radio. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out. We can probably do it before your show on Monday. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. We always do. All right. Uh, have, a, have a good Christmas. And we'll talk to you next week. See you. Hi, Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Pru. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.